Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast of your life today. It is the midweek, and why is it the midweek instead of doing this yesterday? Well, let me tell you, my good, fine friends. It's because auditions has been coming to me left and right. Auditions have been coming to me left and right. And you know what? This is actually perfect in the role of a voice actor, especially when a lot of either beginners or... Or the the people that are in the middle. Or even the seasoned veterans. They want more work to come to them. They want more work to be like. Okay I have to do this. And I have to do this. Uh, Mom, dad or babe or whoever. Please get out so I can do my thing. And I don't want any noise. Or whatever the case may be. Just go away. That's usually what it's about at the end of the day. At least for us. And what's funny is the fact that. Every day. When I would either do my connections and I do my networking and I do, you know, certain things to actually help my business, I'm trying to come up with new ideas. What can I do to put myself forward? What can I do to put myself out there more? Now, I remember I did say last week that I was going to create more content in terms of videos, but it's more of a mental block for me because, like I said, I've done video formats before. I'm just not comfortable talking in front of the camera yet. And I feel like once I get through the hump side of the first video, then everything will follow right after that. But aside from anything else, really, nothing really much to talk about. I mean, yeah, there was a couple of things that's been going on, but I have to say I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of happy because for one thing, like I said, we got Venom coming out in just two weeks. So I'm excited about that, even though I do have a slight, slight concern but with all of the high praise from the early screeners that they've you know that the movie has gotten which I'm hoping they don't leak or spoil anything but this is America and let's face it a lot of people in America are stupid it's just face facts here I do have a slight concern we're going to talk about that later but another reason why I'm so excited is I finally got my comic-con ticket Woo! yeah buddy I got my comic-con ticket I will be attending New York comic-con I'll be coming back to New York comic-con Thursday October 7th which is mostly yes it will be right after work which means I probably won't be there until like about one ish maybe one to two and for me I'm most likely going to stay the whole time until sun up to sundown pretty much when it's over at seven And it sucks because I really want to go there a lot sooner than that. But I have my obligations and I need to work. I need to do what I need to do, you know, to support myself and my family. And let's face it, the three great artists that I'm really looking forward to to seeing and to buying merchandise from, I've mentioned them many, many times. And you know what? Hell, let's give a shout out right now. I want to give a major shout out to the people that I'm going to be buying art from. Jamie Tyndall, that's Tyndall with a Y, T-Y-N-D-A-L-L. You got J. Scott Campbell, and you got Greg Hornart. Hornart. I know, I know his, I know his brand is called Hornart, 
but it's it's so weird when you have to say it all together. Those are the three that I'm mostly concerned in buying art from. And I know I'm going to spend a crap. Hopefully, I don't spend a crap load of money this time like I did last year. Last year, I fucking went bankrupt. That's insane. But of course, I have my lazy panda that I have to look out for. So I need to buy her something. Her something cute. You know, something fun. And I know exactly where to go in terms of buying merchandise and, you know, things like that. But for me, it kind of sucks because since I'll be working early in the morning, I can't dress up. As much as I want to, like I can't, I can't really dress up. And even if I wanted to, we're most likely going to be required to wear a mask in the giant facility. So it kind of defeats the purpose of dressing up and being yourself. I mean, I know to some a mask is not, it's really nothing and you can dress up as much as you want. But like I said, I'll be at work, which means I won't, I, I can't dress up as much as I want to at work and then go to Comic-Con right after. I just can't. So it'll be either a compression shirt that I'll wear or maybe something like one of those dynamic shirts that I have, considering that I'm most likely and I will be seeing Venom before then, you know, maybe something that relates to that. Nevertheless, I am excited to find out what they have. I'm excited to see the many costumes, to take pictures, to, you know, see awesome viewings Maybe there's some exclusives that I would like to buy, you know, because I do collect Funko Pops every now and then. It, It's going to be exciting. It's been a while. It's going to be exciting. And that's all there is to it. I know I spent a long time on that, but, you know, we already got the shout outs out of the way. I guess in a way today, what I really want to talk about is, for one thing, the Hawkeye trailer that just came out. We're going to get into that. My concern about Venom 2. We're going to get into that. And a couple of other little news that I want to address. Before I start, before I start, I want to make something, I'm going to use this as a disclaimer. And I want you to listen to me very, very carefully, okay? I do not, even though I kind of am now, so it's a little bit contradicting. I do not want to dive deep in terms of what's been going on with Andrew Garfield as of late. I'm going to repeat myself. I do not want to dive anything related to Andrew Garfield as of late. Because, and I warned you before, if he is telling the truth, so many people are going to be heartbroken. If he is telling the truth when he was on Jimmy Fallon, I didn't see the whole video. I refuse to see it, but... I have an excerpt of what he actually said. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, trust me, it's better for you to not know. If he is telling the truth, there are going to be so many people heartbroken. I don't understand why is it that people have this validation, this this need to validate themselves just to see if something is right or wrong or to confirm if their theories are true or not. Instead of just letting things be and if he is telling the truth at the end of the day I have no sympathy for people that want to leak shit that want to talk about things that want to uh, spoil things for a lot of people I have no sympathy for people like that if they get their hearts broken no sympathy whatsoever okay so as much as I would love certain rumors to be true I'm going to stay out of it as best I can and this is going to be my last time talking about it until the movie comes 
forward. That's all I got to say about that. Let's now dive into our podcast where we have a few things to talk about. That comes up right in a bit. It was only a matter of time before we got the, I wouldn't say epic trailer to Hawkeye, but it was a cool trailer nonetheless. And I remember seeing it and I thought to myself, all right, we only have a few more months until the the year is done. I was about to say until the new year is done. Until the year is done and we're most likely going to be getting our Hawkeye trailer or a Hawkeye show. It's going to be coming out November 24th, and you can tell that it's going to be heavily a Christmas-themed type of a show. But if you saw the trailer, if you didn't see the trailer, I highly recommend it, because I'm about to spoil the trailer. I know, I know, I know, I said it all the time, I don't like spoilers, but it's a trailer, and it's the only trailer that I'm going to watch, so let's dive in and talk about it. His past is coming back to haunt him. They're coming to take him away. (laughs) So I'm just thinking about a particular song that's in my head And it belongs to a radio host that I've been listening to for a while I'll I'll give him a proper shout out the next time But it's, it's pretty funny Anyway, Hawkeye is on the move And because of his time as Ronin, as the vigilante Ronin People are coming for blood People are coming for revenge They're coming after him They're coming after, you know, he... They're... He doesn't want to put his family at risk. And they're coming after him. And trust me. When it comes to debts. A blood debt has to be paid. Or whatever a villain said nowadays. And what's great about this trailer. Is the fact that. For one thing. I picked up on slight little details. Obviously he's been Ronin for about a good duration of. Five years. In the context of the storyline of Avengers Infinity War to Endgame. He's been Ronin for about a good five years. Which means he's pissed off a lot of people. A lot of people. And I am very intrigued in terms of who the main villain is going to be. That basically wants his head. And then. There are other details that comes into play. Where he has a hearing aid on his left ear. In his left ear. Now if you remember. Hawkeye is deaf in the comics. So at some point from from the events of Endgame to now, or even before Endgame to now, he lost his hearing. Or maybe this might actually get revealed in terms of him actually losing it within the show. So it's going to be very interesting to see how that happens. Because I've always been intrigued by that. I thought, huh, they want to stay true to the comics to some extent, but they're not going to include that. That's very interesting to me. I mean, it's not that big of a deal. I'm just saying, that's very interesting to me. And of course, we got Kate Bishop. Kate Bishop coming out of nowhere. Apparently, according to her, she's been tracking him for a while. And she either wants to help him or learn more from him. And uh, I like seeing this duo. I really do. There's something that I actually realized. I was on my Instagram the other day. 
And I was scrolling. You know how you obviously you know how to scroll. You're scrolling through certain things. And there was a few moments where it really picked up. And I thought to myself, okay, that reminds me of a certain thing. So far, we got the best couples. And so far, we got the best duos. Now, in terms of couples, you could say Wanda and Vision. Or you can say Loki and Sylvie. Even though I don't really classify them as a couple, but for for talking's sake, let's classify them as a couple. Duo would have to be Falcon, and then Winter Soldier, Sam and Bucky, and now we got Kate Bishop and Hawkeye himself, Clint Barton. And honestly, I think I like this duo even more. Now, for me personally, I'm talking from a biased perspective, uh, perspective. Hawkeye has always been my favorite Avenger. He always has been. He's more grounded. He's more serious. He uses his eyes for everything. And I don't know. Again, kind of a personal thing with me because I've always been known as eyes for a few years in my life in the past. So a little bit of a thing right there. And he fucking shoots a bow and arrow, guy. Come on. He shoots a bow and arrow. Who doesn't want to shoot a bow and arrow? Fucking awesome, man. It's like Legolas over here. Shit. In any case, probably my favorite power duo ever. And it's very interesting because I remember in the Marvel's Avengers game, this was like around either late last year or the beginning of this year where they were heavily, heavily trying to put uh, push Kate Bishop into our narrative and into our, you know, field of motion. And I think it's because of the main reason why in terms of they're going to release certain merchandise sales or they want to release their comics or the fact that, you know, we just found out that Haley got casted as Kate Bishop. So that way we are all awesome about it. And for me, I always like to see a duo where there is great dynamic. There is great, there's like a strong compacting relationship. Maybe I'm basing it too much like Batman and Robin, but this to me is a little bit different because it's a female protege taking after the main person. You don't really see that a lot. I mean, you kind of do, but you really kind of don't. And I've always thought, we put it this way. I know I'm getting tongue-tied here a little bit, but I'm trying to make sense about all this. There's always those moments when you would see certain characters in terms of comics taking upon their mantle. They take their mantle in terms of they're trying to be the next person. But I remember, I forgot who said this. I forgot if it was, I believe it was, if it was V Infuser or V Infuse. Shout out to him, by the way, on YouTube. He said that he can't stand characters that take upon mantles just because they're related to them. I.E. Damian Wayne Batman or Connor Kent Superman. Or maybe in the comics, Spider-Girl over Spider-Man. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make sense. And I kind of I agree with him on this. I felt like it's too easy when you have a protege that's your child that's going to take upon your mantle. Like it's like it's given to them like, oh, just because you're my son, the mantle is now given to you. I understand living your parents legacy or succeeding your parents legacy. I get that. 
But there was a reason why Nightwing became Batman at one point in the comics. There was a reason why Sam is Captain America instead of Steve's son, which I he doesn't have children, but that's neither here nor there. There's a reason why Miles Morales became the new Spider-Man as opposed to Spider-Man's kids, even though that's happening way down the line. You kind of get my point. So with Kate Bishop, I can actually understand and I can believe that power dynamic better if she becomes the new Hawkeye, if God forbid something happens to him in this show, let's say, you know, hypothetically, let's say, and she becomes the new Hawkeye, it's earned. It's not given through bloodlines. It's not given through, you know, oh, hey, you're my child, so you need to succeed the family legacy, ha ha ha. No, it's nothing like that. It's about learning what you can taking it into practice, using it against your opponents or against the enemy or whatever, living by example, and taking upon the mantle that you worked hard for that. You, like, nothing, nothing is ever given. You, you, worked, you worked hard to get, what you, to get what you have, if that makes any sense. I like the trailer. I know I spent so much time on that, but I really like the trailer. Very Christmassy theme. The fact that I am very intrigued in terms of who the bad guy is going to be. I'm I'm very intrigued in terms of who the main villain is. There are certain rumors that it's a particular character that's going to be making his return in the Marvel phase in general. I'm not going to go too much into that because I want to be surprised. I want to be surprised in this one. I really do. And for me... For me, the less I know, the better. The less I know, the better. And the show will be coming out November 24th. So mark your calendars down. Hopefully nothing gets postponed. And that's all there is to it. Now, with that being said, with that being said, Hawkeye is fucking awesome. Love Jeremy Renner. Love Kate Bishop, the character. And we'll just have to wait and see. We just have to wait and see. Another little bit of a news that comes up right before I talk about the Venom thing. Apparently, Penguin, HBO Max is giving the green light for Penguin to have his own spinoff show. And now it's in early development. And it's going to be from Colin Farrell, who's going to play Penguin in The Batman that's coming out early next year. I don't think I have a problem with this. I... I have mixed feelings about this. If we're truly if we're truly going to be honest here, I have mixed feelings about this because although they're doing it after the success of Joker, let's face facts here, ever since Joker made over a billion dollars at the global box office and people were all up in arms and trying to get the movie canceled and trying to, you know, saying, oh, this movie is too disturbing. Well, why the fuck do you think they gave it a rated R film, you pussies? Anyway... They were saying it's too, it was too much to handle, it's, it's, it's this and that, and, and it should be banned, and all the Karens and everything else. Like, no. I understand why Warner, Max, and HBO is actually doing this. I understand that. They want to focus now and develop more on the individual villains and explain their backstory. And there's nothing wrong with that. There really isn't. I think there were rumors that they were trying to do one with Two-Face, Harvey Dent. They were trying to do one maybe with Mr. Freeze. 
considering that he has a very tragic backstory in terms of his wife is stuck and frozen and is dying. I know they were trying to do one with, I think they were trying to do one with the Riddler at one point. I honestly don't know. And as I said, I don't have a problem with this, but there is a concern that I do have. For me personally, and I'm talking about this from a nostalgic standpoint, I want the media, Warner, HBO, movies in general, the director or whoever, I want them to focus on characters that we haven't seen before on the big screen. We've already seen, if you're like me and you're very nostalgic, we've already seen Penguin in many forms. We've seen him played by Danny DeVito. We saw how his life, and I understand it was another time, it was a darker version of Batman. I get that. But we've still seen it. We've seen Penguin as Danny DeVito. We've seen Penguin in the Gotham series. Okay? And that, to me, is probably one of the best portrayal of Penguins that I've ever seen up until the last episode of the season finale. I'm not even going to get into that because that was just just a rushed mess. My point is, we've seen these characters already. So why not Warner do something new, do something different, and focus on a character that we haven't seen yet? And if we have seen them once, like let's say what we've seen in the Suicide Squad, let's focus on a character, again, that we just haven't seen, that we haven't really explored into. We've seen Two-Face already. We've seen the Riddler played by Jim Carrey, even though I get it, it's a completely different Riddler, and we've seen Riddler in the, in the Gotham show. We've seen all of these characters and their upbringings. So why not do something a little bit differently? Why not focus on a character that is very well known, but essentially has a strong backstory, and we can do a two-hour film on that? And... And you're probably thinking, well, who Garcia? Like, who do you have in mind? Like, what what example do you have? Off the top of my head, maybe you can do something with... Oh, good question. Who would you have? Who has a strong, compelling story that you would want to watch and see two hours into a film? Hmm. Deathstroke? I mean, I know he's not, a, he's an anti-hero, more of a villain, but I would love to watch a two-hour film on that. I mean, hell, again, we were going to get that with Ben Affleck's Batman, and, you know, we were going to get that, and it just never happened. So I would like to see that. Or how about, ooh, better idea, let's do an Elseworld storyline, and we can focus on Thomas Wayne's Batman. Even though he's not a villain, I get it. He's not a villain, sort of. He's not a villain, but how cool would it be to actually watch Thomas Wayne's Batman and the uprising of him and that version of the Joker, the Flashpoint Batman, basically. That'd be pretty cool. And we might get a little bit of that in the Flash movie coming up, but I'm saying in the entirety of its own story, a two-hour film where we watch... Thomas Wayne just descended to madness after, spoilers by the way for the comics, after he watches his son die. Bruce Wayne dies. And then Martha Wayne becomes the Joker. 
I would, I, yes, I would love to see a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour film on that. I really would. But aside from any other villain, I mean, such a big gallery, who else we got? Man-Bat? Okay, I can kind of see that. Kind of. Did we ever get Man-Bat in, in any forms of media? Like, I don't think so. No, I, I don't think we did. But then, you know, if you're going to have a protagonist, you got to have an antagonist as well. And chances are, there's really nothing for Man-Bat to bounce off of. Okay, alright, I, I admit, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's hard enough to try to pinpoint any character and not have a good backstory, especially when you need to have a good story structure. Okay, it's harder. I admit, I was wrong. It's harder, it, it, it's harder thinking about it now than actually doing the damn thing. So maybe they do know what they're doing. Overall, time will tell. And chances are we're not going to get it until maybe 2023, maybe 2024. Maybe. So, who knows? Who the hell knows? Now, before I end this night off, I want to dive a little bit of my concern on Venom Let There Be Carnage. I already explained why I did not like the PG-13 rating, even though there were some reports today that I've watched and read that they are pushing the limits of PG-13, where it's going to have graphics and it's going to... They're really pushing the boundaries on this one. They really, they really are. Of course, they want a piece to the masses for families and, you know, for kids or whoever to watch and see if... <sighs> It's such a shame. It really is. It's such a shame. I really would love it if they released an R rating a couple months later for their film rights, or not film rights, for their, for the global box office to go right back up. I would love, I would love that. I really would. The main concern that I have is the other day I saw that Venom Let There Be Carnage was going to be an hour and a half. An hour and a half. When the first movie was just over two hours, this is going to be an hour and a half. You could look at this at two different ways. This could be a great thing or this could be a bad thing. It could be good because Tom Hardy has said, even though chances are he could be lying, Tom Hardy has said in the media for reporters and interviewees and interviewers that his favorite scenes are in this movie and it is going to be nonstop action, nonstop violence. Okay, let's take that at face value. Let's say that is the case for Venom. Let's say that an hour and a half movie is basically going to teach you or tell you, show you, there's going to be no bullshit. There's going to be no downtime. There's not going to be unneeded anything. It's just going to go straight to point to point to point from act one all the way to act three. Okay, if that's the case, I'll, I'll bite. I'll bite. I'll take that into consideration. What happens if it's the other way around? What happens if Sony is just doing this to try to imitate and copy what Warner did with Justice League? Not Zack Snyder's Justice League. I'm talking Joss Sweden's Justice League. You remember that mess, right? If you don't, I'll remind you. They cut that film directly in two hours just for them to have more viewership in theaters and if there's more viewership in theaters to ensure that it does not take up so much time, they believed that if it's less time, 
more viewership, therefore more money. Yeah, that experiment failed so badly. So badly. That experiment failed really poorly. I'm hoping Sony does not do that. I'm hoping Sony actually has the smarts and the capabilities to ensure that just because you have you have hidden agendas and they may be pure or in this case not really because you're trying to make more money be careful with what you're doing because like I said when you cut too much of a film it becomes slightly unwatchable just slightly Now, I'm keeping my hopes up a little bit. I really am. Because, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Venom. I'm a huge fan of the symbiotes now. And I really want to see Carnage tear shit up. But if it's going to be an hour and a half, there's really so much that we can actually look forward to in terms of a complete story structure. The violence, the character progression, the full acts, the, you know, everything in terms of plots, In terms of story structure. Everything. I am skeptical. I really am. I'm highly, highly skeptical. I'm hopeful. But I have my skeptical hippo eyes just showing off right now. We will see how everything goes. Oh my. Fingers crossed. Just. I'm trying my best not to be a Debbie Downer. Fingers fucking crossed. That's all I got to say about that. That's all we have for today on this episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. Once again, guys, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in. I have a quick announcement. This is going to be the only podcast of the week because this weekend I'm going away to the Poconos, to Pennsylvania, to visit friends. And it is my way of having a little bit of a break before I go back in terms of working full For not only the radio station that I'm in, but for voiceover at the same time right after. And I feel like if I don't do this now, I probably won't during the holidays. This weekend is the only time that I can do it. Which is why this podcast is being released this week in addition to the auditions that I've done. And I won't be releasing anything. I won't be coming back until next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. So this will be the only podcast of the week. But trust me. Next Tuesday when I come back, I will be taking notes of every single thing that's been happening and it's going to be it's going to be a doozy. It's going to be a very interesting episode for next week. Now that I've gotten that out of the way, if you have any questions, comments or concerns, if you want to get on the podcast, if you want to share your thoughts, if you want to do if you want to talk about anything, it doesn't have to be about comic books. If you want to talk about anything, let me know. You know where to hit me up. Voice of Garcia on Twitter and Instagram. If you need help in terms of getting your podcast intro or outro out there, if you need me to voice anything for you, you know how to do it. Go on my website, voiceofgarcia.com. And remember to Hulk smash that like button, that follow button on iTunes and Spotify. It helps me out tremendously and continue to share for the rest of the world to watch, to listen and to also have a good time. Now, since we are on episode 140, 140, wow, 140, ain't that something? Let's go into our super villain quote of the day, 
And this one is from Thanos himself. And I know I've repeated it before, but let's remind ourselves once again with what he says. Everything needs balance. And my reaction to that is, what works for one side has to work for another. If it isn't, then you need to go back and find your center. So however you want to portray that in your own way, it's completely up to you. And that's pretty much it. Guys, have a great weekend. Please be safe out there. Please don't drink and drive. No texting driving. You know all the good stuff. You know all the stuff that you're supposed to do and not do in terms of your everyday lifestyle. And when it comes to news, comics, movies, games, whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time, I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.